Hey guys. Welcome back to Mammy on Mammy. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about stripping. Um, I'm just going to leave a little pause. I'm going to let you guys guess which one of us used to be a stripper. And I feel like most people are going to say me, but it's not. It's you, Babi. It's the stud in the room. It is the stud. And were you a stud stripper? No, I was not. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not. So when I first started chatting to her, um, I was fully shocked that she had like this secret identity, like this other side to her. So what you, well, you tell them what you used to do. So back in the day, I mean, this wasn't like too long ago, but it before was, COVID, sort of it, it was before COVID. Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously I had short hair back then. I still have shortish hair, but I had short, short hair, um, like waves and, um, one day, I just thought, fuck it, uh, bought a wig and got myself <laughs> to the strip club. Now, obviously, it didn't happen like that. Like, it didn't, it wasn't just, like, a spur of the moment, I'm going to be a stripper. It, it's, there's a long story behind it. But, basically, um, on the, you know, after work, like, after working my day job, I'd go home, put on that wig. Put on that dress, put, put on that lingerie. Put on a makeup. Basically, put on a whole different persona. Right. It used to sit different, walk different, talk different. Wow. Everything. That's amazing. Get my... <laughs> that's that's literally crazy. Get myself it? to the strip club and make that shmoney. But obviously it's not... Um, it's not probably what you're thinking. You know, like it's not... Uh, well, this is a whole different topic of conversation, but mm. UK strip clubs aren't exactly what they are in the movies. Um, well, so... <laughs> That's what we're going to go into today, I think. I'm going to ask a few questions because I'm very interested in it. Um, I think stripping can be a bit like of a fantasy world. Like people are like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah, the money, blah, 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 blah. But today I'm going to be breaking down the reality. Let's get into it. Okay, my first question is, why stripping? Is it because the idea of having a different personality, like a persona, a facade, was like alluring? Or was it because you needed quick money? I wish it was... I wish I was that much of a hippie. Um, honestly, it was just for the money. And really? most girls okay. that do strip it, it's, it's financially motivated, isn't it, really? I mean, not many people decide that they want a uh, second personality or whatever. Mm. So for me, it was... Um, I needed money. Um, I didn't want to change my day job. My day job mm. was paying well, but I needed more money. Yeah. And this was cash in hand, and obviously cash in hand means that mm, you don't really have to pay tax. And at the time, you were in a sticky situation. At the time, it was a sticky situation, so of course, that's, it was, you know, I mean, I watched a few YouTube videos, and they'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I make this much, I make that much, and it's like, damn. TikTok has it all the time at the moment. Right, but this this was before TikTok was big. This was like, I was just watching YouTube, and I was watching American strippers, so... They were saying everything in dollars and, you know, obviously their clubs are very different and I got to know that. I got to know that real quick, uh, but we'll go into that in a bit. Um, but yeah, it was just money. Yeah. I wanted money. So So my second question is, why do you think it's um, perceived nowadays as such like a like a, a baddie job, like go get the money? It kind of is perceived a bit glamorous as well. Because it is. I mean, in certain aspects, obviously we'll go into that as well. Um, It's the idea of choosing when you work 
Yeah. Being your own boss, because technically you're self-employed when you're a stripper. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't think of that. They wouldn't think, oh, oh yeah, I would be. Um, oh yeah, and, I guess like a, not PT, but you, you kind of rent, like you'd rent a gym, you rent your place at the strip club. Uh, yeah, so but yeah, you pay, well, a lot of clubs actually, you just pay a house fee. So at the end of it the night. The same. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, a weird comparison, but it's the same. But this is based off. Uh, what you make rather than it's like you know some places will have a set fee uh, and other okay. clubs will say oh we'll just take 40% of whatever you make gotcha. that night so if you make zero and so, trust me sometimes you make zero um, they'll take zero but if you take I don't know a thousand pounds they'll take 400 or 500 depending okay. on yeah so yeah. yeah I think it's that and I think it's being able to look pretty and there's no specific dress code apart from looking sexy a lot of girls want to do that they just Mm -hmm. want to walk around in lingerie and be that bitch you know be that baddie be that baddie um you just get to dance around drink have fun flirt or fake flirt with guys and just you know do whatever you want like if you don't want to work that night you don't work that night and i think that to me is ideal it's ideal for a lot of girls who want to go traveling and like just go shopping in the day and then go work on the night I mean, everything you're saying makes me want to do it. Right. So what... Why shouldn't I do it? If it's this amazing and this, like... I'm someone that loves being glamorous. I love Mm -hmm. lingerie. Mm -hmm. I love being my own boss. So why shouldn't I do it? Um, There is a big, long list of reasons as to why you should. But there's also an equally long list of reasons as to why you shouldn't. This is, like, personally speaking, or...? This is... Okay, so from a personal experience, and I think a general experience, it is a dangerous environment... Um, not just because, um, you know, you're kind of exposed in that sense. You're left alone in booths with people that you don't know, like Mm. clients, customers, whatever. But some of the people that go in there are obviously going to be a bit dodgy. Like, it's a strip club at the end of the day. Right. Mm. And, um, I've obviously had a few bad experiences with weirdos, stalkers, etc. So, if you're not someone who can handle yourself, if you're not someone that's too street smart maybe someone that um would be scared in a situation where you're vulnerable Mm. you need to think twice before you step into a into a place where someone could stalk you someone could try and follow you i mean someone could follow you home anywhere but i've seen it happen more yeah i think if it's happening already at a place of work where you're dressed in like I mean it doesn't matter what you wear no of course not psychos are psychos but mm-hmm. obviously I can see why it's more likely to happen when you're right. presenting yourself in such a way you have to remember that working in a coffee shop and someone coming and ordering a coffee they can only get to know you so much and it's not the sort of environment where one could sort of create some sort of emotional attachment to you as such unless uh, they're super weird yeah but in a strip club you, you sit and talk to these customers. They're kind of deluded by what's happening. They can think right. it's more. They think it's more than it is. Because you're trying to make your money at the end of the day, so you yeah. are gonna flirt. Yeah, you're gonna look, give them really nice eye contact and make them feel special. You're gonna dance for them. You're gonna do all of the above. Yeah. And some strippers will do extras, and that is also another conversation. Now, I wasn't one of those. Obviously <laughs> not, because I'm gay, 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 and was gay, gay, gay. <laughs> but. Um, it was also a, a terrible place to be introduced to drugs as well. So if you're the sort of girl that can be easily sort of swayed right. into doing new things or trying new things, it's not the place for you. Because I guess because 
that becomes a new normal. Like, yes. It doesn't feel completely out of this world. Like, oh my God, that happened. It's like no. on your doorstep. It becomes, it becomes a new norm that girls are in the back doing coke. Obviously, there was a rule, house rule of no drugs on the premises, no doing drugs, no coming in high or no even getting drunk. You're not even allowed to get drunk. You're allowed to have a drink, but you're not allowed to get drunk. Um, but what it would still happen. No giving extras. Of course that's a rule. No giving extras. But again... When you're in a booth with a client and the curtains are shut, the bouncers will come in and sort of, not come in, but will peep in occasionally. But um, it's more of a case of people swapping their numbers with their customers and meeting them outside of work as well. Oh, okay. And that's obviously dangerous um, for so many reasons. Now, obviously, you'd think, oh, I just wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't do that. But sometimes when you get money hungry and yeah. a guy starts saying to you, oh, you know, I'll pay you... Um, £500 if you let me take you on a date you think oh it's just a date but then when you're alone and you haven't got your bouncers you haven't got your manager your house mm. mom your circle of strippers to protect you and you're alone with someone that you don't know mm. anything could go down I've, I've witnessed yeah. sexual assault um, a lot of other crazy things that we'll get into but you need to think about all of these potential yeah. potential issues that could totally I feel like it's very easy to come at it from like a judgmental point of view of like, oh my God, I would never do that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we always forget how easy it is to like slip into new routines and for things to come normal. Like you said, if you like you're in a booth with someone and they say, come on a date with me and be my escort. And it's like, oh, that's tempting. I don't even have to do anything. And then they say, just do this. And then it's just do that. I can totally see how that's a slippery slope. I mean, it's not a slippery slope for some. That could be a choice that they want to do. But if you're someone that like wants money and you're in a tough situation, that is n- there is no judgment there. I can totally see why you'd go down that route and right. why it's easy to slip down. Don't get it twisted though. I was not desperate. Like I wasn't broke. I just wanted more money to live on in a sense that like I felt like I wasn't being able to enjoy my pay slip because I had so much You were to living to work, working to live, kind of... What, yeah. I, I wasn't enjoying yourself as right. well. Yeah. And I wanted that extra splash cash. Mm. It was more about that. So really wasn't 100% necessary, but it sort of was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I don't think I would have ever went down that route. Do you think... No, I don't think so too, but... It's easy for somebody else to, though. Someone else with a different kind of mindset and yeah, for sure. situation. For sure. So... Do you think? Do you think you kind of wanted to do it to tick it off your bucket list as well? A little bit, yeah. Not gonna lie. I mean, the way that the American strippers on YouTube sold it to me, it was so like they'd do a video and they'd be like, "Oh, um, get ready with me. Um, this is my stripper bag, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I'm, I've I'll take, seen them. <laughs> yeah, cotton wool pads, my heels, and they'll yeah. show you this big glamorous wardrobe of all the things they've bought. They'll show you this big bag of cash that they bring home every night, yeah. and it's just like, fuck, I want to live that life. I want to live that life." But obviously, yeah. it's not the reality sometimes. No, it's definitely, especially for UK clubs. So what is a UK club like? For people that are like, well, do you mean difference between America and... Yeah, so, obviously, um, if you listen to people like Cardi B and you watch uh, American YouTubers or strippers, whatever, you'll often see this big packed club where music is banging, there's lots of people, there's strippers on the pole, everyone's twerking, everyone's up, dancing. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um... We in the UK tend to have this thing called like the champagne system, 
where instead of like this big lively atmosphere where everyone's twerking on the pole and people are upside down on the pole. Throwing money. Throwing well. money. Throwing money is not a thing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can go to certain clubs where they print a fake money and you can throw it, but um, yeah. I didn't work in that sort of club. If you want a lap dance, you go to a counter, you buy um, like a token, you give the token to a stripper and then she'll cash it out at the end of the night. There's no cash being thrown around. Um, mm. at all so you can like pay with cards so to speak <laughs> you don't need to like cash all your money out <laughs> and throw it um, but yeah um, most of the dancers couldn't dance for shit um, half of them couldn't even twerk um, that's just how it was when they when it was their turn to go up and do a dance because that's what you know that's what we did we, we did was like a maybe like one dance each like every night on, on a bus yeah we did like um like a song, you had to do a song in just lingerie and then you had to do a song where you were topless. So the first song, you'd just be in lingerie and whatever and then your second song, you have to take your top off, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of people in the club because strip clubs aren't that popular. Well, this one wasn't anyway. Um, but when it wasn't busy, we didn't even do it. So I actually haven't been on stage that many times. And what did it feel like when you were on stage? Did you have a routine ready or did you kind of improvise? Um, not going to lie to you, before I joined the strip club, before I auditioned, so to speak, I went to a pole dance um, beginner's class because I thought, shit, like, I need to know what I'm yep. doing. But when I got there and I saw the other girls go first, I was like, eh, nah, <laughs> I don't need to do nothing. Really? Yeah, because they were just sort of, like, holding onto the pole, walking around. They'd do, like, an occasional slut drop. They'd just, like, stand there and just sort of look pretty and flip their hair. That's pretty much all they did. But then there was, like, two girls, I think. One was good. That were really fucking good. Like, they were upside down, going slow-mo. I mean, I've done pole dancing, and I'm currently doing it, like, once a week yeah. at the gym I'm at. And it is fucking hard. Like, they make it look so graceful and effortless, and I have so much respect to them. Because my skin, it's like a Chinese burn on a pole. Mm-hmm. Like, it grabs mm-hmm. hold of your skin. So when you see them swinging around, it's like, wow. It's cray-cray. It's cray-cray. J-Lo hustlers. But to be honest, though, as, like, a stud who's very mask, I had that upper body strength, so... Um, the well, p- not because you're a mask, but because you probably work out. Yeah, but... You mean when I sound like every stud that's mask is upper body strength? Um, nah, but it's more common to see, though, with masks. Probably because you work out more your upper body than... Not necessarily, though, because it's not one of them things. It's just, like, if you're mask, I feel like you're more likely to be into your... You're working out, right? You don't act like it's not a thing. It is. I think working out your upper body, yeah. Why upper body? I work- because I think a lot of masked women don't like to work out their booty or, like, Yeah, but that's because I have... Here, this is the thing. People are thinking, oh, my God, so did you not have, like, an ultra mask body? No, I, she got a baddie. I've got a bunda, so I don't need to work out my bunda. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need to. So that's the only reason. But I wasn't even working out at this point. I was just naturally strong bef- mm, from yeah. before. Um, I think you're just a naturally strong person, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Without trying to sound like you've got a big ego. She's naturally buff. I don't, I don't sound like I have a big ego. I'm just saying the rest of the girls were better at kind of being feminine and like being graceful. And I was better at actually just like swinging around and going upside down. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't look graceful when I did it. This is what I'm saying. I looked a bit clunky. So what I did was when it, when I was up there, I just didn't do that. I just did what I copied them basically. Uh, okay. I tried to be a bit more like hee 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 rather than <laughs> And what about your lap dances? Were they hee hee hee? My lap dances were sexy as fuck. Well, you're a really good dancer, so I can imagine. I'm a dancer anyway. 
so it was it was very natural and like mm. because I didn't have the pressure of everyone watching when you're on the stage the strippers can see you the bar staff can see you oh the bouncers yeah. can see I can you imagine the stage fright central everyone, but I didn't get stage fright because I already had a drink before like I'd always have a drink as soon as I come in I'd buy but it's scary isn't it? not scary but it's like that's that's pressure. You can't think like that though. If you're oh, no, if you've got the balls to sort of go to um a strip club and be a stripper, like you you're not gonna be scared to get on the stage, do you know what I mean? I feel like it's the same as yeah, it's similar to what I do, isn't it? Like I think when I get up and perform in front of what, a hundred, two hundred people. But when you're performing, so do you have your tits out? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, it's like I've been in underwear before, but never with my tits really out, no. But I suppose your situation wouldn't be as sexualised. People are no, there in a not. strip club to see you in a sexual way. In a sexual way, they're but, there yeah. to be that person. But I can understand because of what I do. Maybe a slight inkling of like, oh my god, look at everyone watching me. But you just got to go for it. Obviously, oh, you just don't watch the people. You yeah. just look at all the decorations around. Like, do you have bright lights as well? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Like when you've got bright lights, you can't see people's faces anyway. So you probably like go in your own little world. I think for me, the only thing I was possibly insecure about was, um, number one, I used to sweat really easy. (laughs) um, I was scared that everyone was constantly watching my sweat because I sweat like a bitch. I mean, I sweat Mm. like a pig, like a pig. And I think one of the first ever times I gave a lap dance, I made the mistake of not bringing a hand towel. And even if I did bring a hand towel, I couldn't have taken it into the booth with me because he thought he would have thought, what the fuck? <laughs> but I gave a guy um, a lap dance and I must have turned around and I was on his lap and I like, I don't know what I was doing. Like my hands were on the floor, but like I was sat on his lap and like on the sofa. Um, I don't know what the fuck what I was doing anyway. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, is that your sweat? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. don't kill me. I felt so much embarrassment. But then he was like, no, no, like, I love it. Like, it's so sexy. Like, we didn't speak like that. I don't know why I'm giving him that proper voice. Like, he was grown. Like, he was, like, 35. (laughs) So, but I was just like, fuck. So when I was on stage and the lights are shining on my sweat, that's what I was insecure about. So I always constantly tried to have my back to the pole. Mm. So. I mean, I reckon that would turn some people on, but we move. It did. A lot of people loved it, but, oh. I was just like, nah, because I, I felt like a puppy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I felt like a And puppy. you wanted to be in this exterior character so you didn't feel uncomfortable with the right. whole situation. It makes right. sense. Makes sense. But yeah. Anyway, back to the whole champagne system. Yeah, so no one's up dancing all night. And instead, what you try and do is you try and get your clients to buy champagne mm. and you get commission off every bottle you sell. And in terms of making money, all you dances. do... Yeah, lap dances. Um, and you try and get them to rent rent you, so to speak, yeah. for as long as you can. And I'm trying to think about how much it was now. I think it was like £30 for like one song. Um, and then I think if they wanted to like take you for like 15 minutes, it was like £150 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, the, the prices were crazy, but what would happen is these guys would come in, drink loads of champagne, get drunk. Yeah. And they just bought, they bought with their ego rather than right. their head. So Men. <laughs> men for you. Like, they don't, like, there was guys that had their cards declining and they were just pulling out new cards, new cards. Yeah. I'm going to the cash point. I'm doing this. I'm calling the bank. Like, they would not leave until they basically... Prove themselves. Prove themselves, yeah. And, like, with lap dances, was it, like, an improv thing? Did you do a different one every time? Or did you have a set routine? 
good question, actually. I know it was always improv. I never had a routine because you never know what song's wow. going to play. You never know. Really? So yeah. it was a random song? So when you're on stage, you got to choose your song. And I had... But um, not in lap dances. Not in lap dances. On stage, my, my first song was um, Naughty Girl by Beyonce. And <laughs> it's my favourite song, by the way. And then my second song was Flashing Lights by Kanye West. Um, and that's when, obviously, like, I took my top off. And it was like, flashing lights. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yes, yeah, I'm, um, I'm just visioning you. But yeah, in the booth, it's just whatever was playing. Wow. Okay. So you had to just do whatever. Did you have like the same kind of set moves though, or did you literally just? Well, here's the thing: when you're on the stage, you've just got the pole and like the floor. But in the booth, normally you've got your client to dance on rather than just mm. in front. Like you, there was different booths. So some booths had like a pole, some had like a sofa, some had like an armchair. Okay. Um, was it more of a dance or was it more of like a grind on music? Yeah. <laughs> it was whatever you wanted it to be. Gotcha. But if you wanted them to spend more money on you, you were better off getting closer to them than being right. on the other side of the room. How did it feel being a gay woman having mm. men paying and drawing at your feet kind of? Like, did it feel empowering or did it kind of feel like, oh God, like, get the fuck off me? Surprisingly, I loved it. Felt empowering. It, do you know what? It wasn't empowering because I thought, oh, like, men. Because I'm not... Listen, there were strippers in there that you wouldn't even think were strippers because they're not... You wouldn't think that they're, like, the most attractive people, right? Mm. There was a 60-year-old woman in there who made, who made the most money out of all the strippers. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying you, you, you can be 60 and unattractive. I'm just saying that she, was, she genuinely wasn't that attractive. But she rolled up in her blacked out Range Rover every day, um, or every night, sorry, and she made the most money, and she was nothing, really. Um, and she was rude as well, which was... She was so very pushy. She, she was very pushy, and she used to push people to um, buy dances. So what would happen is she'd... Li- you got to choose where you sat when you came in, and yeah. you had to be strategical. You could sit by the door, but if you sit by the door, guys are likely to walk straight past you because the first thing you want to do is buy a drink. So if you sit at the bar... You're going to get... You're more likely... But if you sit around the bar and they don't want to sit at the bar, which they won't want to sit at the bar because they want to go sit in the sofas, then, you know, you're missing the opportunity. But the rule was you wasn't allowed to speak to a customer until they'd bought a drink. So no stripper was allowed to speak to anybody until they'd purchased a drink. Right. Because they've got to spend money. Yeah. They want... The club won't make money. It's a business. So as soon as they've ordered a drink... Boom. (laughs) It was like... um, it was like throwing meat into a lion's den. Seriously. Did it ever like cause drama between strippers? Like, uh, I saw t- I saw tensions. I saw people yeah. who didn't really jealousy get on. Well. Not not really jealousy because we're all there to hustle. We're there I for some reason. You tell me in the, in the past people were a bit. Uh, there was one girl that didn't like me at all. Uh, but that's because she was, I think she was top bitch, to be honest with you. And this wasn't the sixty-year-old, by the way. The sixty-year-old, she was she <laughs> she wasn't rude to the other strippers. She was just rude. In terms of just like bugging people to basically buy her drinks and stuff, <laughs> so she okay. basically wait by the door and like the first group of young lads on a on a stag do would come. She'd hop on them, right? Yeah. And she'd be like, "No, come with me, come with me." But I could never beg anyone like that. But she'd be like, "Come, come for a dance, come for a dance," and they they feel like they have to, yeah, because a lot of these chaps can well, say she's no. She's making her money. She's so. making her bread. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, this one girl didn't like me. Um. Because. 
I left the door open one time in the changing room. She got pissed off. But anyway, we moved. We moved, though. Sounds like bad energy. So I have another question. Go. Um, so obviously we've explored, like, the fantasy side of it all and the dangerous side of it mm. all. So what's... Have you got, like, a dangerous story that happened? Dangerous story? Um, being chased after a shift. Shit. Definitely. Um, what had happened was... Um, a guy had came in and to be honest I can't really remember speaking to him that night I was speaking to somebody else mm. I was uh, in a booth pretty much all night with one guy because he every time the time was up he'd just go purchase another bottle and purchase another booth mm. so I never actually got to speak to any of the any any more customers that night I literally spoke to one but I whatever I made my money I didn't care uh, and then what happened was when I came out, I think a guy that wanted to speak to me but couldn't was mm. waiting because obviously we all finish at like around four a.m. to six a.m. Wow, that's a long fucking day if he works. It's not because um, we start at like ten, and like people don't really. No, but get... you work during the day, no? I work during the day, but not every day. Ah. Uh, so I tried to make it align with. So basically, if I had a day off from my day job, I'd do it the night before. Gotcha. So then, when I got home, I could just sleep. Gotcha. Um, there was only a few times I'd go home and get changed and go straight to work. Oh. Only a few times. That's um, but what happened was I came outside and obviously because I drew, like the club was in Essex, I would drive there because I lived in London. I still live in London, whatever. Um, drove to Essex. It was only like 40 minutes. Um, and then I'd drive home. And obviously my car was just parked in the car park in the strip club. We didn't have like a secret car park. It was the same as the customer mm. car park. I could have hid my car, but that would have meant I had to walk to get it. Yeah. And yeah. I could have been followed then. And I could have got a taxi, but that would have been fucking expensive. So I like to drive home. Because um, sometimes I like to go to McDonald's drive through and get a breakfast. In my <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. I just saw someone with their headlights on. And I, recogn- I could kind of see who it was. And I kind of recognised it was probably just a customer from the club. Um, and he was probably just like, on his phone, like waiting to go home. I didn't actually think anything of it because I'm not a fearful girl. Yeah, I'm not yeah, switched not. off, and I'm not not street smart. But like, I don't like to assume the worst until I've been given reason to do so. You're not on edge about things. You're quite no, because I'm a strong girl. And I can fend for myself, and I'm not scared about. Um, being followed around by guys follow me but when you get home you'll see that I'm fucking gay and I'm like not who you think I am so if you want to waste a petrol waste it <laughs> do you know what I mean when I get home I can go upstairs I can put on that trackie take off the wig and come down as somebody else and you won't even know it was me do you know what I mean yeah you probably beat the shit out of them probably yeah we <laughs> <laughs> but we move so I got in my car set up my sat nav and stuff and my car was steamed up so I was sort of waiting for it to like de-steam um and like everything was just taking so much longer because obviously I had like fake nails on. I'm not used to it, so I'm trying to like tap my. Fo- I'm trying to like type on my phone. And I can't because I got nails on, and I'm like not tipsy, but I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired from the shift. I just want to go home. Like I've just took my heels off, and I've probably got a blister or something. Um, and I put my trainers on, and I'm starting my engine, and I'm pulling out of the car park, and then as I'm pulling out, the car's pulling out behind me, yeah. and I just think. hmm... Do you know what? I just I was so focused on getting home, so I was so tired. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. But because the road is so dead on my journey home, I know when someone's following me. Yeah. Because there are no cars. I'm the only car on the road on the way home because it's yeah. four thirty. So people aren't travelling to work yet, and people have already travelled home. 
Yeah, I know, I know. So, yeah. the road is deserted. So, I'm driving now, um, and it's pretty much straightaway motorway when you come out of the strip club. You go down, like, a country lane, and then you're on the motorway. Or you're on, like, the dual carriage, and then you get onto the motorway. Mm. And I thought, mm, you could be following me. Like, I was just That's thinking, when it clicked. Because then what I do is I drive slower on the way home, because I've got this constant fear of crashing when I'm tired. So, I drive slower. Um... And, like, guys don't normally drive slow when the road's dead. If anything, they speed. Yeah. So that, for me, was the red flag. I'm thinking, hold Smart. on a minute. Yeah. You guys whiz at this time because the road's dead. Why are you tootling along behind me for? Mm. And then I look in the rear view, and it's just, like, whatever. I can't really make out face. I'm just assuming it's a customer because it, what else is open? Where yeah. else have you came yeah, from? Yeah. I know it was a customer, for sure. Um, and then, so I thought, hmm... Not gonna call the police. That's so dramatic. Like that's what I thought in my head. Cause I just thought, what, what is, what are you gonna do? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna run me off the road, surely. So when it got to a roundabout, instead of going straight on like I was supposed to, I went round once, and then I was gonna go. Like I was basically waiting for him to go in front. I was gonna go back round and then be behind him. Right. Yeah. But then he just followed me round. <laughs> when I, I wasn't missing my exit for nothing because I couldn't be bothered to be rerouted. So that's when I got shit scared. Yeah, and that's when I thought, oh, okay, he's following me. Whatever. Um, but then I thought, hmm, he's probably from Essex. He's not. There's no way he's gonna drive into London and like follow me all the way to my house. Surely. Did he? We'll get there. Um, and then, um, so yeah, I was car- I carried on driving and I just tried to like turn up my music. Because I just thought, oh, fuck, if you want to follow me, follow me, whatever. Like, I just went for this state of, like, not care. I was so tired, I didn't care. I didn't care. Follow me then. Go on, follow me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you want, advice if you, want you, to... you should be giving out. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> advice you should be taking at all, but just think about it from my point of view. I'm tired, and I'm not scared of you, and I just want to go home. Also, I don't know what you do do. Like, do you call the police, but then they say pull over, and then... So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm on the phone, and I'm tired. I should not be on the phone, because oh, I can cause an call accident. Call the police, and then... How can I call the police, the though? I, I don't know. How can I call I the police? Know. I don't know what you do in that situation. How do I call the police if I'm using my phone as a sat-nav, and you're not supposed to be on your phone whilst driving? How can I call the police? How? Tell me how. I mean, I think I'd just break the law and call Yeah, the but think about me. We're tired with my fake nails on. I can barely use my phone with my fake nails when I'm not tired. No, I 100% get... The get road's dark and deserted. Think about it. The lighting isn't perfect on this road. It's quite dark. And my oh, car you keeps... You do not want to pull over. No, <laughs> no I'm not pulling over. No so I carry on and he's Dangerous. still behind me. So then I basically like do the same thing again, like at the next roundabout. But instead of going around once... I went round twice, like, I was like, yeah, and he just stayed behind, I was just like, for fuck's sake, what do you want, (laughs) like, and then I started to get angry, because then I thought, nah, I'm a human, like, you, I'm a a worker, you need to leave me alone, like, I don't care if you saw me, you need to leave me alone, if you wanted to say something, you should have said it as I came out of the club and the bouncers were still there, because the bouncers watch you to your car normally, Mm. so I was like, why didn't you say anything then, like, why are you being a pussy and following me, so then, um, I basically thought, you know what? I'm not going to lie, I thought I was in a film. I um, turned the music up and uh, I did. I picked up the speed a little bit because obviously there's no, no mm. cars on the road. Like, I was probably going over the... Are you not feeling tired no more? Adrenaline's rushing. It's not even adrenaline, it's anger because leave me alone. Like, why are you following me? Like, it's, yeah, like it's, it's some joke, right? 
So, like, I pick up the speed, and now, like, he's picked up the speed, and he's still, like, behind me. And I think if I slow down right now, you're going to crash straight into me. Like, why are you up my ass for first of all? Like, yeah, you're following me. Fuck. At least keep a safe distance. But he was up my ass. So then I thought, you know what? It's fine. He followed me, followed me. He followed me for practically the whole way home until... I got to the home, there was a, there's a big Tesco that's 24 hour, right? Yeah. Where with the petrol station. And instead of going home, um, which was like not far from this Tesco, I pulled into Tesco car park. And obviously Tesco was open. I wasn't planning on going to Tesco. Like, I'm not being funny. Like, I didn't want a confrontation. But I wanted confirmation that he was following me. So I pulled into Tesco car park, locked my door and sat there. And he pulled into Tesco park, car park. Didn't park next to me, didn't park opposite me, but parked, like, distance away. Yeah. And then just stopped the car. Shut up. Just stopped the car. Oh, my God. And then, so I turned my headlights off to make it seem as if I was going into Tesco. Um, But I really didn't. I was just sat there. I was just assessing the situation. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then he sort of, like, went to open the door and, like, sort of get out. But, like, he didn't look scary. He didn't look scary to me. He just looked like a normal guy. I like know, most predators do yeah most predators there's are like no normal. such thing as right. a predator looking guy like that's what I'm saying but do you know like you see in horror movies they're normally looking like a fucking know, predator that, that's the thing when you look at like <laughs> oh do you know it's not going to it but you can't assess you can't. by the way they look but I wasn't scared I wasn't, I'm not threatened by men like they're just I'm not scared of you yeah do you know what I mean like it's what I are you going to do like do it then anyway you know I, mean? I want to know what happened so he was just like staring at my car like not in like a oh my god like I'm about to kill you or you know oh my god like I'm watching you but he was just like he looked like as if he was curious right it was really fucking weird so anyway he was just curiously looking at the car and I was just sat there like with my obviously doors I just kept pressing the lock button to make sure it was locked I was at ICBA to be killed in the Tesco car park if anywhere like whatever um and then I think it was at that point I just thought, you know what, I don't want to talk to him. Because at the end of the day, like, he knows where I work now. He knows my car ridge. Yeah. He probably knows my area. He could follow yeah. me to my house now. So I thought, like, this is, like, my opportunity to sort of just, like, run, so to speak. Not, but not run, but, like, drive off. So he was sat there, I was sat there, but no one was saying anything. Um, I turned my car back on. Um, he didn't turn his car back on. I don't know why. He just didn't. Um, and then, like, instead of, like, slowly making my... I just timed it perfectly. Like, no cars were in there anyway. I just dipped. Oh, I drove so coach. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he turned his car back on. Like, I could see him, like, in the, in the back. And then, like, when I got out, like, it wasn't motorway anymore. Like, he couldn't follow me if I was quick enough. So I went left, right, left, right, left, Side right. streets kind of thing. Side streets, because I, like, know the area and he probably doesn't. Yeah. So, like, I just... I was going anywhere. Like, I... Obviously, my satellite was off. The music... Well, I actually turned it off at this point, because I was not scared, but I was a bit rattled. You had to be in... I had to be in the moment, because I could have crashed, right? So... Yeah. I was just going, like, anywhere. Like, left, right, left, right. I, I pulled up, like, outside, like, a house, like, where I used to live, um... Made sure he wasn't behind, and then I came out. But obviously, my car's bright red, and there's no cars on the road. So if he's still lurking around, he's gonna see me. So like, I'm just fucking like waiting it out, like on a side road for like 20 minutes. And then when I come out, um, I just, I just, I just drive so quick home because it wasn't that far. 
And then when I got there, when I got to my house, like, luckily my little car park was hidden behind my house. Right. So when I pulled in there, I just sat in my car for like 15 minutes to make sure he wasn't, didn't somehow follow me. And luckily he didn't, so it was fine. But the whole point was, he followed me all the way from Essex to my house in London, which is cray cray. Scary, and really, really scary. I should have just called the police, really, but um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I really didn't. I just came in and went to sleep. Like, it's not something that's gave me nightmares. It didn't put me off working there. It's just that now I think, as an advice to strippers who want to do it, if you're going to do it, make sure you have a safe journey home. Avoid driving. Mm. Maybe get a taxi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe try get a lift with somebody else. Someone that you know, not, not a customer. Also, they say try and go different routes. Go yeah. at different times, different yeah. routes, different times. Don't, don't. But you're saying you don't seem that bothered. Well, you seem bothered, but you seem quite unfazed by it. By the way, you're. It, um, that's a scary story. I think that would scare a lot of people. But to Shitless. me, no. like, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, I'm alright. Like I don't care. But to another girl, that would shit them up for their life. That would oh, yeah. shit them up for life. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. So I'm thinking like. And you're you've. You're lucky that Tesco is there. You're lucky you're a think a thinker. Lucky you're a thick, quick... Quick thinker, right? Quick thinker. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, th- oh, I can't even say it again. Quick... Th- quick, quick... Oh, quick thinker. Quick thinker. Oh my God, why do I keep doing it the other way around? Think quicker. <laughs> no, quick thinker. Because if you were someone that just got panicked in the moment, you don't know what could have happened. Exactly, right? And you don't know what kind of guy that guy was. Exactly. Um, but... Obviously, I didn't see him again after that. I didn't see him at the club or anything, so... Fucking hell, that makes it more scary to me, though, because it's like, what were your intentions? If you were too scared to come back, mm. what were your intentions? If he came back and he was just a bit of a weirdo... It would make sense. It would make sense. But when someone doesn't come... Oh, to me, that's scary. That's really scary. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, so, yeah, that's my story, not because it really bothered me, but for anyone thinking of shipping, you have to think of these things. How Getting, yeah. getting home safe... Who are you making sure that you have someone to come home to? Because you don't want to come home alone and realise they've been followed. Yes, or you know, people not being able to contact the police if you don't make it home for a certain time, etc. You have to play all of these factors in. Did your family and friends mind you doing it? No, obviously not. And then after you told them what happened, did they have more opinion after that? Like, was were they sort of uh, hit with reality as well? I didn't really. I don't really remember telling many people this. Right. Because I don't, the last thing I want is people to worry about me because gotcha, I'm yeah. really somebody that does look after themselves. Like, I'm yeah. so... I can look after myself. You don't want those opinions as well. I don't want unnecessary opinions. I don't want people to worry. Um, to be honest, I've seen other other shit things happen and, like, at the end of the day, you've got to so have... you've never told me the, like, other shit things that you've witnessed, but might not be something you want to go into. Um... But. There's just some sad stories that you probably won't hear about in a strip club. Um, when I first started out, um, there was another girl who started, and she was only 18. I was only 19, but she was, like, the youngest. And she right. was mentally young, and it shown. Um, and she was sexually assaulted um, on site, on, in, the, in the premises. And it was just, she didn't realise she'd been sexually assaulted as such. Um, and she was, like autistic and she was um not socially awkward she was actually the opposite she was very like sociable but she didn't realize well she had diagnosed autism yeah that's one of the first things she said about herself and that doesn't mean 
she's not educated about sexual assault at all. But she didn't realise she was vulnerable. Right. Right? Because she's so young as well. Yeah. And to me, her parents didn't know her. She told me her parents didn't know she was doing it. Her parents thought she was working at a bar late. Okay. So it's like, if something would have happened, if she would have been chased, what would have happened, would have happened to her? And her parents had no clue. Right. So she, um, she went for like a, a dance or something with some older guy. I think he must have been in his 40s. Which is, by the way, you might think, oh, that's disgusting, but it's really not uncommon in a strip club for an 18-year-old to be dancing on a 40-year-old. It's really not. Mm. It's not uncommon at all. I feel um, like it's going to attract older guys more than younger guys, to be honest. There's plenty of young guys in there for, like, stag do's and just, you know, acting like they're the shit. What about on their own? Is it more... Weirdos normally come on by themselves. And is it usually older? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, the older guys are normally the minted ones. You just right. have nothing to do. Right. I want to spend that money on someone. But, um, yeah, she went into a booth and came out and she must have said, that guy just put his finger in me. And I was just like, oh, like, what do you even say to that? Mm. What do you say to someone? Like, the thing is with, like, that kind of thing as well, is it must be... Maybe it didn't hit her straight away, but I'm sure it will. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes after yeah. situations like that, it doesn't hit you straight away because it takes you time to. Sometimes it does, but it takes you time to process what's happened. Yeah. yeah. And you can almost not laugh it off, but it's like oh, you don't deep it, and then when no, you deep you it, that's when not trauma, but yeah, for sure. It I mean, you more. I haven't been. Yeah. I don't know if sexual assault is the right word, but I've been touched without my consent several times. I was working in that class. So sexual assault. But to me, I think when, when we say sexual assault, for me, I just always think of, like, the worst-case scenario. Yeah. And normally, like, little things get brushed aside, but it is still, it is still sexual yeah. assault. Do this you know what I mean? Yeah, conversation that needs to happen. Like, I think we always put things on a scale, like... Of how bad it is. How bad it is, who's had it worse, when really, like... Even the little things. Even the little things can really affect someone, and we have to take yeah. everything seriously. There is a very strong policy in clubs where you are not allowed to touch them, even if you take them to a booth, even if they give you a lap dance. Mm. The, the rule is strippers can touch them, like, you know, they can sit on them and stuff if they want to, but if they don't want to, they don't have to, etc. Um, but you are not allowed as a customer to touch the strippers. But when they're in the booth and the curtain's shut and they think that they can be cheeky and they've had a few drinks, they will put their leg, their leg. They will put your their hand on the, on your thigh. They will try to put their arm around you. They will try to touch you in places and blah blah blah. So, and do they get kicked out? So what you can do is if they t- touch you, you can call a bouncer immediately and get them kicked out. But you do that, you lose your money. Right. Now you get the money they already paid, but then you can't make any more money from them for the rest of, rest of the night. And a lot of the customers who see you kick someone else out won't come to you because they're scared that you're going to get them kicked out. So basically, they want to go with the divas or the girls that don't mind being groped on the leg, basically. And to be honest with you, like I'm going to be so honest, um, I let guys, when I was a stripper, I let them like touch me to a degree. So like if like I'm giving them a lap dance and I'm on their lap, like I let them put their hands on my leg or I let them like hold my waist just because I felt like it would be. It felt unnatural to me to to give someone a lap dance and not have them touch me back, at, at, like in any sort of way, um, because like I was obviously a little bit nervous like every time I did like a proper lap dance. Mm. So like, 
and sometimes it wasn't even that sometimes it was just for like stability like when I'm a like, little bit tipsy and I'm like on their lap or like bending over like if they're holding me I'm not gonna fall sort of thing <laughs> so sometimes it was just like innocent like that but like I didn't mind I didn't mind like have, having their arm around me I didn't really mind them sort of doing that but you like, touching my leg touch anything else no they tried no I'd just be like I just sort of obviously you can't see me (laughs) I'd just sort of like lean to the side and I'd be like do like the finger you know the finger wave like no okay but you wouldn't get them kicked out no of course not because if I get them kicked out then I have to go find another customer and because I'm naturally shy it's, it was hard for yeah. me to get customers anyway. I just want to stress, you're very naturally shy. I feel like people listening to this will be like, oh, she must be so ballsy, she must be so confident. You are ballsy, but you are naturally shy. shy. And I, like, really respect you for doing it. I think, like, mm. not only did it... I feel like, as a femme, I need to reverse it. I'm a very confident person, mm-hmm. but I do have a shy side. So I'm going to imagine, like, I'm just that shy side. Mm-hmm. And I have to reverse all my physicality, so I have to become a real masculine presenting person walk like I'm a mass woman mm-hmm. I think that's so hard I think that's so I, I don't think you get the respect that you, you I don't know how to put it I actually think it's like a fucking gift like it's you know what it was fun though like it is, going in with my makeup and my like, hair I the walk came natural because I can walk in heels that wasn't a problem then big strip heels that I had or still have I can walk in no problem. Mm. I can walk like a firm and I can sit like one. I can sit with my back straight and I can pretend to look at my nails. Maybe that's because you've had to done it. You've done it in the past before you've like transitioned to a stud. Right. But like <laughs> I've played, so I'm in. Like, I do theatre and film and whatever, and I've played a masculine lesbian. I found it so hard, mm. so hard to drop my persona, my physicality, and become something else and mm-hmm. walk like someone else. And I found it really hard. So. But when you have a different name, because obviously you get your stripper name. It's like, I think it's like having a character. It is. It was like acting, definitely. Well, it was acting for sure. You know, I had like this... But I think you'd have to do that to feel, not saying about it, but feel more detached from like... My real self. Exactly. For sure. I mean, if they knew my real self, then they probably wouldn't touch me with a six foot pole. (laughs) Or maybe they would, because they were... I don't know, maybe they were into that. So then, like, studs, specialised studs as well. Right, exactly. Or stems, whatever. Um, but what were the odds they were going to be in my little Essex club? Yeah, <laughs> What exactly. were the odds? Um, but, yeah, I, get, I, got to, I got to be storming there. So, obviously, I still had loads of tattoos and stuff, because I'm, I'm covered in tattoos. Um, I had, like, a silver-grey wig thing, like, yeah. short. It was, like, short and wavy. It's like a bob. It looked um, sexy as fuck. It was sexy as fuck. And, um, yeah, I, my stripper name was Storm. Um, so yeah, that was that was me. <laughs> so yeah. that's who I got to be for the night, and it was fun to sort of escape myself. I imagine. To like be somebody else. Um, for the fun side of it, like yeah. the highlights of it, I can for imagine sure. it was exciting, fun, and liberating it was. in a sense. But then it was just like the men, you know, trying to touch you too much and ugh, yeah, stuff like that. I can imagine. And like you know, I'm set. That's the stuff I think we all forget about. We forget. Oh yeah. Like when we imagine, I think when I imagine myself doing it, I imagine me in laundry, looking sexy, moving, and then I imagine an old forty-five-year-old trying to touch me, and I'm like, absolutely not. Smelling like alcohol. Yeah. Cigarettes. And There's whatever. definitely a different side to it. But, oh yeah, for sure. But in terms of like pushing something out of your comfort zone, I mean, you've done it. Mm. You've ticked that off. You're a shy person. You have mm-hmm. to be ballsy and confident. Mm-hmm. You've ticked off having a whole different persona. It was fun. And Impressive. the money, by the way, that's probably one one of the main questions people ask is, is the money worth it? 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. But um, just so you know, though, if you're thinking of getting stripping, don't expect to come home with thousands of pounds because you don't. Um, your club will take half of it. Um, mm. You have to spend money on like outfits and heels, and makeup and stuff. And <clears throat> besides that as well, um, some, some nights it'll be really quiet and you make no money. Yeah. So you're there and you're not getting paid. And that's just shit. And it's happened to me a few times. I've went to the club and made zero. And when I say zero, I mean zero. And what kind of... What was the average you'd come home with? On a good day? Yeah, on a good day. On like a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Um, maybe like 400, 500 pound. Nice. Um, on a really... Like, I think the most I've ever made on one night is probably like 650. Um, but... Again, that was probably just because I was shy and our club wasn't always buzzing with customers. If I was more confident and I could speak to people first, I reckon I would have made a killing. Mm. Um, but because I only speak when spoken to, it was only customers who genuinely were interested in me that I actually got. So if I saw a guy and I thought, hmm, he'd be easy money, I wouldn't actually go speak to him unless he spoke to me first. Um, and there were a few times, actually, I made like friends with other strippers and clients wanted two at the same time so I'd end up getting brought in from the other girls because I don't know like there was a guy that liked girls with tattoos so he was already talking to one tattooed girl and then he was like I like her as well and then like I came over and we went into that room together and we sort of did like this sexy sort of I hate to say it it wasn't like a lesbian performance but it was sort of just like a cheeky sort of like two for the price of one sort of thing but like but that's it though we didn't really play into that whole lesbian thing because good <laughs> i don't like sexualizing my sexuality and nope. obviously people didn't know i was a lesbian then but like i don't know i suppose i felt uncomfortable with my sexuality at that point because i actually was a lesbian and i suppose a lot of people didn't know that why didn't you... Oh, my God, they've got so many questions, so I should wrap this up soon. So I'll ask two, two more. Go on. Why did you not feel comfortable addressing your lesbian? Obviously not to your clients, but to the, the club, like, who you worked with. Do you just not think it's necessary to talk about, or...? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, a lot of people think when you go... When you're on a strip club, that you're going to be, like, besties with the girls you're working with. They're your competitors. You don't get to know them. You don't be... Free. You don't, you're not right. ever friends. So you, you never talked enough to address it kind of thing? No. You, you'll say, oh, hey, or how are you? There will be some girls where you get on and you have a bit of a chit-chat with, but you yeah. don't... You're there to work. So as soon as someone walks in, your conversation stops and you're... Dead. Eye on the Yeah, eye on the ball. Yeah. So it's like... you don't want to reveal too much about yourself because you don't know who they're going to talk to if you say that to your your co-workers so to speak they could tell regular clients that you're actually a lesbian and they'll be like oh that's your lesbian I don't have a chance at fucking her whatever it is that they think and then that ruins your market then right and I guess it's nice to have the because it is quite an exposing workplace probably quite nice to have Something's hidden and oh, you always keep your life private in there. Always, right? Always. And my last question to wrap this up because it's been a long episode. Go. I'm sure there's some people that are listening to this, and they're probably listening to this because they're considering doing this job, or maybe it's all that's come to their mind. Uh What would your advice be to someone that's going to start stripping? Let's say, Mm. give me three things. Three things. The first one, um, be. Make sure you're secure within yourself because it is a playground for people to make you insecure. You walk around, you see fake tits, fake ass, filler, 
uh, BBL, whatever the fuck it is. You see uh, unrealistic makeup. You see um, outfits that complement people's bodies more than your outfits complement yours. Mm. Um, you see girls that look down on you. You will hear girls talk about you probably, um, uh, etc. So you need to be so confident and so secure within yourself. If you have insecurities, you need to work on them before you especially if you can be torn down easily mentally because confidence is sexy as well like. confidence is sexy yes but it doesn't matter if you haven't had BBL if it's you're confident, you're confident. more about feeling like shit when you, when you don't make money because you feel like you aren't good comparing enough comparing yourself basically you're going to be comparing yourself oh yeah I compare right. myself to every girl that came in there so that's one thing but you're such a confident secure mm-hmm. do you think that helped that? do you think you, you learn how to be like you know what I'm in my own yeah I think because I was one of the only um, like girls of colour working there. A lot of them were like white. Um, there was another black girl and like a, a Latina girl. But apart from that, I thought, you know what? If they want me, they'll come to me. If they don't, they don't. Same with so the whole time. To, you know what? I'm in my own league. Yeah. I'm not going to go and get fake tits. So if you want little titties, you come to me. If you want bunda, nice. you come to me. If you like tattoos, you come to me. If you want something a bit different, you come to me. If you want whatever, you go over there. That's it. And you yeah. don't take it to heart. Yeah. So that's my first piece of advice. Be, be secure within yourself and don't take anything to heart because every guy has their type. And you could be the prettiest person in there, but if they like blondes and you're a brunette, you can't cry about it yeah. because there'll be somebody else. I think even if you're not 100% secure in yourself, I think you'd probably learn on the job. To be. To be. And yeah. I think that's a great lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you've got to be, you can't be crying when mm-hmm. you get home. It's For sure. And mentally not good. So yeah. The second thing. Uh, have zero expectations for anything. So don't expect guys to treat you with respect. Don't don't expect the, the club itself, the managers, to treat you with respect. Don't expect the girls to treat you with respect. Mm. Um, don't expect people not to chase you home. Don't expect people to not try and touch you, etc. Don't expect to be rolling in it. Like. Don't expect to be rolling in it. Don't expect to make money every night. Have zero. Have no expectation. Actually, when you go in for your first night, expect to fall up the stairs. Expect to get, come home with blisters. Expect to make nothing. Expect to be, um, I don't know, fucking harassed by guys. Just expect the worst and you'll go home feeling better. <laughs> so deep. But I think like that is like any job. Like Every job you first start, you're going to have slip-ups. You're going to yeah. feel a little bit out of your depth. You're going to feel... Oh, yeah. I've embarrassed myself so many times. I tried to ask the bouncer for a fucking... If he wanted a lap dance. And I didn't know he was the bouncer. So I got had so much embarrassment. And there was so much secondhand embarrassment in the room. I didn't even want to go back to the club. But I did. Because I was new. Like, how was I? It, it was embarrassing. I was, like, embarrassing. I was like... I was like, hey. <laughs> and he was so like, funny. I work here. I was and like, also, what? that must have taken you so much to approach someone. Yeah. Because you were so shy. Like, you must have been going in your head for about 15 minutes. Like, oh, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah, I was like, okay, fuck it. He looks like he's all like a bit of me. He keeps looking at me, which he was. And then he ended up, he was like, I work here. I was like, oh. He was like, I would take you for a dance, though. <laughs> I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's my second one. And my third piece of advice. Third one, take a really good bag with you. Um, like a really good duffel bag. Make sure you have like um, tampons and like pads or what, maybe not pads, but tampons. <laughs> yeah. Spare a change of underwear, a change of like lingerie, um, change of shoes. Make sure you have comfy clothes for when you finish. Uh, sweat towel if you're like me. Deodorant, perfume. Everything. Fucking everything. Bring it all. Okay, I'm going to do a full one even though I never want to strip out. Stay safe. No. Oh yes! What I the fuck? You forgot to stay safe. 
Yeah, but what if stay? That's so long. Like you have to figure out how to stay safe. Okay, but then it is. That's what it is. Then figure out how to stay safe the most you can because. Sometimes shit happens and we can't blame Maybe anyone for it. Maybe carry, even carry a little pepper spray with you if yeah. you can. I know you're not really I hate saying to. stay safe because people try and stay safe and shit still happens. Yeah. But I think you've yeah. got to try your best. Be s- you? All I'm going to say then, fine, is don't drink too much and be switched on when you go home. Yeah. Don't switch off because you think work's over. Stay switched on until you hit your house. Right. Okay. It goes down this... There's so many stories I could tell you. So if you want a part two, you let us know. We talk about you it again. Let us know. But by the way, guys, I'm not a stripper anymore. This was like a long time ago. Like, this was like two years ago. Maybe even longer than that. But who knows? You might go back to it. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe as a stud, I would be a stud stripper. But um, the femme stripping is left behind. The femme stripping, I think it's gonna have to be left behind. Yeah. <laughs> Unless right. I really need the money. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'll do it. No, you won't. Okay. Anyway. Uh, And on that note, um, see you later. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.